0: Hello and welcome to episode 808 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. It is my pleasure to be with you this morning. My name is Terence M. Stanton. We are recording on Monday, February 19th, 2024, in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us begin with the great saint and doctor of the church, Alphonsus Liguri's Monday prayer to the Most Blessed Virgin Mary to obtain holy perseverance. O Queen of Heaven, I, who was once a miserable slave of Lucifer, now dedicate myself to thee, to be thy servant forever. I offer myself to honor thee, and serve thee during my whole life. Do thou accept me, and refuse me not, as I should deserve? O my Mother, in thee have I placed all my hopes from thee. Do I expect every grace? I bless and thank God, who in his mercy has given me this confidence in thee, which I consider a pledge of my salvation, Alas, miserable wretch that I am, I have hitherto fallen because I have not had recourse to thee. I now hope that through the merits of Jesus Christ and thy prayers I have obtained pardon, but I may again lose divine grace. The danger is not past. My enemies do not sleep. How many new temptations have I still to conquer? Ah, my most sweet lady, protect me and permit me not again to become their slave. Help me at all times. I know that thou wilt help me and that with thy help I shall conquer, if I recommend myself to thee, but this is what I fear. I fear that in time of danger I may neglect to call upon thee, and thus be lost. I ask thee then for this grace. Obtain that in the assaults of hell I may always have recourse to thee, saying, Mary, help me. My mother, permit me not to lose my God. Today, friends, we're going to return to Meditations for Lent by St. Thomas Aquinas, courtesy of fisheaters.com, which has the 1937 Sheed and Ward edition on their website. This is entitled First Monday, subheading being Christ Had to be Tempted in the Desert. And St. Thomas Aquinas begins with the verse of scripture, which is the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Mark. Chapter 1, verse 13. He was in the desert 40 days and 40 nights and was tempted by Satan. One, it was by Christ's own will that he was exposed to the temptation by the devil, as it was also by his own will that he was exposed to be slain by the limbs of the devil. Had he not so willed, the devil would never have dared to approach him. The devil is always more disposed to attack those who are alone because, as is said in sacred scripture, if a man shall prevail against one, two shall withstand him easily. Ecclesiastes 4.12 That is why Christ went out into the desert as one going out to a battleground, that there he might be tempted by the devil. Whereupon St. Ambrose says that Christ went into the desert for the express purpose of provoking the devil. For unless the devil had fought, Christ would never have overcome him for me. St. Ambrose gives other reasons too. He says that Christ chose the desert as the place to be tempted for a hidden reason, namely that he might free from his exile Adam, who from paradise was driven into the desert. And again, that he did it for a reason in which there is no mystery, namely to show us that the devil envies those who are tending towards a better life. If I could jump in here for a moment, the devil knows he's defeated. All the demons know they're defeated. Their intellect far surpasses ours, but of course they are created. The creator, father, son, and Holy Ghost, the most Holy Trinity far surpasses the demons. God is wisdom itself. God is knowledge itself. So while these demons know they are defeated and in their wickedness, if they could go back again and choose God, they wouldn't do so. They would still be opposed to him the mystery of iniquity, the mystery of evil, if they could go back and do it all over again and rot in hell for all eternity, they would rot in hell again for all eternity. So in their wickedness, they still strive to do their worst. But Jesus has conquered them and he shows us the way. Of course, he's God, so he's going to be perfectly successful in overcoming these temptations. He shows us that he is the way, the truth, and the life. We need him. We don't need anything of this world. And if you've noticed lately in the sphere of quote-unquote entertainment. The folks who are regarded as the beautiful people of the world, the celebrities and musicians and so forth, they're not even hiding at this point their connection with the occult. It's wide out there in the open for everyone to see. A lot different from 40 years ago when I was a little kid, the video for Thriller, Michael Jackson's Thriller, came out. And there was a disclaimer at the beginning, a quote from Jackson saying that he uh, does not believe in the occult or anything like that, despite the fact that he has this, you know, goofy zombie video associated with the song Thriller. Nowadays it's... uh, These folks are just, you know, right out there in the open. Involved in diabolical practices. Exceedingly dangerous. Exceedingly dumb. You do not want to let the demons get a foothold in your life. And we hear so much from exorcists like Father Chad Rippiger nowadays. The uptick in people asking for Exorcisms, demonic possession. Even those who are not Catholic, because they're as well as Catholics, they're they're dealing with things they cannot comprehend. Things like Ouija boards and all this other occult stuff. Just stay away from it. It's evil. Let's not allow ourselves to be tempted to go astray. Let's hold fast to the one true faith, the one holy Catholic and Apostolic Church. Pray the rosary every single day. I've been drawn back recently to the devotion to the holy face of our Lord Jesus Christ, which we've mentioned before, probably should mention it more often. Very powerful devotion associated with venerable Leo DuPont and others. Let's make reparation to the holy face of our Lord Jesus Christ for all of these sins. I point to myself first and foremost for the many times in my life when I've done and said things that I should not have. I need to make reparation. You need to make reparation. We all do. And this is Lent. This is the time to do that. And we know that any temptation that we have is possible to overcome through our Lord Jesus Christ. As I mentioned the other day, he's not only talking the talk, he's walking the walk for 40 days without food in the desert. He shows us the way. Sometimes the desert is a good place to be. You know what I mean? Divorcing ourselves from the things of this world. Realizing we don't need all these material things. We need God. St. Thomas goes on in 2. He says, We say with St. Chrysostom that Christ exposed himself to the temptation because the devil most of all tempts those whom he sees alone. So, in the very beginning of things, he tempted the woman when he found her away from her husband. It does not, however, follow from this that a man ought to throw himself into any occasion of temptation that presents itself. Occasions of temptation are of two kinds. One kind arises from man's own action. When, for example, man himself goes near to sin, not avoiding the occasion of sin. That such occasions are to be avoided, we know, and Holy Scripture reminds us of it. Stay not in any part of the country round about Sodom. Genesis 19, 17. The second kind of occasion arises from the devil's constant envy of those who are tending to better things. As St. Ambrose says, and this occasion of temptation is not one we must avoid. So according to St. John Chrysostom, not only christ was led into the desert by the holy ghost but all the children of god who possess the holy ghost are led in like manner for god's children are never content to sit down with idle hands but the holy ghost ever urges them to undertake for god some great work and this as far as the devil is concerned is to go into the desert for in the desert there is none of that wickedness which is the devil's delight Every good work is, as it were, a desert to the eye of the world and of our flesh, for good works are contrary to the desire of the world and of our flesh. To give the devil such an opportunity of temptation as this is not dangerous, for it is much more the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, who is the promoter of every perfect work, that prompts us than the working of the devil, who hates them all. So a couple things St. Thomas is talking about here. First of all, that, and we say this in the act of of contrition, the act of contrition um, after we confess our sins to the priest, but really, of course, we're confessing our sins to our Lord Jesus Christ. Only God can forgive sins. He's acting through the mediation of the priest. Oh my God, I am heartily sorry for having offended thee, and I detest all my sins because of your just punishment. But most of all, because they offend you, my God, who are all good and deserving of all my love. I firmly resolve with the help of your grace to sin no more and to avoid the near occasion of sin. Amen. So, in other words, if we're having issues with drinking, probably shouldn't hang out at the bar. having issues from looking at things on the computer you shouldn't be looking at well you're going to need to get an internet filter or divorce yourself from the computer completely i know it's difficult in this day and age but those near occasions of sin hanging out with a certain group of people. You know, I hang out with this group of people. I have a tendency to do things I shouldn't do, engage in sinful behavior, maybe smoking marijuana or something like that. Well, you need to get yourself a new set of friends. We can't be in any sort of situation which will take us away from God, which will lead us into mortal sin because we don't know when we're going to die. And if you die In a state of mortal sin, you go to hell for all eternity. That's the constant teaching of the church. It hasn't changed. It hasn't been updated by Vatican II or Pope Francis or anything else that someone might tell you. Reality is reality. The truth is the truth. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So we have to avoid the near occasions of sin. And also... St. Thomas alludes to if we're progressing on a spiritual path by God's grace, it's all his grace. We have to ask for the grace to remain humble. We can do nothing of our own volition. It's all him acting through us. But he's given us certain gifts. He's given us certain talents that other people don't have. He has a specific will for our life that only we can do, a general will for everyone to be saved, but only for us specifically, things that we can accomplish in this life. And let's thank God for the gifts and the talents he's given us. Because he's given everyone their own own unique set. When we're progressing on that spiritual path, the demons take notice. They want to knock us out of kilter, as it were. Knock us off the narrow path. Get us onto that wide path that leads to hell, not the narrow path that leads to heaven. So do we have to be uh, afraid about that? No, but we have to be on guard. Like I said, stay close to our Lord, praying the rosary every day, frequent prayer, fasting. You know, it's a, a, a good time. What I've been trying to do is um, avoiding eating until after three o'clock. That's not anything major in terms of our Lord. Fasting for 40 days, but we can do little things with great love, right? Like St. Teresa of Calcutta says, like St. Therese of Lisieux says, anything we do, any small thing that we do, it may appear small to us, but if we do it out of love, we do it out of love for Jesus Christ, it's a big deal. It's a really big deal to him because he's pure love and he loves you more than you can possibly imagine. So we have nothing to fear. In terms of the demons, it's only when we intentionally open ourselves up by pursuing a sinful existence by pursuing wealth, power, pleasure, status, the things of this world, or just flat out engaging in occult activity, Ouija boards, and stuff like that then you're 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 asking for for demons you're asking for trouble. But if we stay away from all that garbage and stay close to our Lord and our Lady and praying the rosary, remember every time the Blessed Mother came to Fatima, the one thing she said in each apparition was to pray the rosary every day. We've got to do that. We need to live lives of virtue and avoid evil so we can be happy with the Lord and all his angels and saints forever. And we want that for everyone. We don't want anyone to be lost we know that it's the case that souls are lost we have that uh, on the word of uh, our lord himself which says it would be better for that man had he been never been born that that you know gives you the the uh dire link there the connection between the fact that there are souls who can be lost and have been lost, as well as the Blessed Mother and the apparitions at Fatima talks about souls falling like snowflakes into hell. We don't want to be among that company. So let us ask God for the grace to love Jesus with the entirety of our heart, mind, and strength. And of course, to love Our Lady, St. Joseph, and all the angels and saints as well. Let's conclude, friends, by once again mentioning Helping Autism Through Learning and Outreach. Available on the web at halo-soma.org. That's halo-soma.org. Also, please tune into episodes 277 and 548 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast for more information pertaining to RPM. RPM is an acronym for Rapid Prompting Method, a system of communication for non-speakers. Before my niece was about eight years old, we didn't even know her favorite color. Now, thanks to God's grace, her hard work, and that of her family, we know she's a comprehensive genius. She can compose music, poetry, very skilled in regards to mathematics. She even knows foreign languages. She has so much ability, so many talents how many people like her are out there, people who are non-speakers or have difficulty in speaking. This has been as big of a breakthrough, speaking of RPM, as sign language was for the deaf in terms of their being able to communicate. You can also point at braille for the blind in terms of their, their being able to read. Would anyone nowadays say that braille's a bad thing or sign language is a bad thing? Of course not. You'd be laughed out of the building. But some people are saying RPM is a bad thing. That's why we got to get this information out there and show people that like Braille, like sign language, this works. This is helping thousands and thousands of non-speakers and their families. Communication is a human right. You can imagine how sad and frustrated you would be if you were unable to communicate. No one should have to live that way. Thank you very kindly for listening to this episode of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. Please say an Ave Maria for yours truly, and I will talk to you again very soon. Goodbye, and God love you.